Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nostalgia Effect, the podcast where we examine movies from our childhood through the lens of adulthood. As always, I'm Amy, and we have Joe. Hello. And we have birthday boy, Johnny. Johnny. Hello. His birthday is tomorrow, officially. Mm, it is, isn't it? I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. That, is, that, is, that, is tr- that is correct. And that's tomorrow as we, we record this At- listener, which means that it'll be... No, it's tomorrow as this goes live. Oh, Oh, hey, that's even better. Because it's going off, it's going live on the 30th, and Johnny's yes. birthday is the 31st. I thought so. 31 like, tomorrow can't on be, the right? 31st. That is what's happening. Yeah, what, what kind of birthday? That's like a special birthday, I feel like. Because I remember, no, like there's a name for it. 31. Because I know when I turned eight, on, like on my eighth birthday, my mom was like, oh, Gold, this is your whatever birthday, birthday. I think. Yeah. Isn't that a thing, golden birthday? I don't know. I don't, I don't celebrate birthdays. I'm a, I am a Jehovah's Witness. That's not true. <laughs> that's, not, that's not true at all. I, I just, I don't celebrate my birthday because I don't have any friends. But, you know. Yeah. I don't <laughs> no. really do anything for my birthday either. Uh, but, uh, yeah. 31 on the 31st. It's, it's, a, it's a thing, guys. All right? It's yeah. going to be popping. This episode is pretty much all about Johnny because we're talking about one of his favorite superheroes today for yeah. our talking trailers. Mm-hmm, and we're talking baseball, which is his favorite sport for the movie. Talking baseball. I mean, I guess we can just dive right in to that amazing I think Spider-Man we'll, we'll No Way Home right trailer. In. Yeah, because that was a lot. It was what? Like two minutes of a teaser trailer and it was jam-packed. Oh, it was man. beautiful. It was funny because like... I mean, in a way, so a couple of things. Um, over the weekend, uh, I went to a Dodger game with some friends. Uh, one of them who works at Disney, or for Disney, mm-hmm. at Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny because my, 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 it was my friend's sister, and he kept, he's like, oh, when's that Spider-Man trailer coming out? When's it coming out? <laughs> he was like bugging her about it, and she was just like, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Uh, and then the day after is when the trailer leaked, uh, and then my buddy was like, oh, the trailer leaked. And I was like, I didn't want to watch it because it was like that. Un- it was like a video of a video. It was like a video recording like a screen, recording another screen, recording another screen. Yeah. It was like inception layers deep and it was yeah. like unfinished, uh, unfinished effects or whatever. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to watch this. I'll just wait till the trailer drops. And I had a feeling I was like, now that it's like leaked, we're just going to release it. Yeah. Uh, which is what kind of what always happens, uh, which I think is kind of funny. Some part of me has got to wonder, like, is this all a ploy? Is it was it yeah. was it planned? Is this marketing? Is this just the way? Is it like uh, we'll, we'll leak it, leak it, and then and then take it down and then release the actual one, so get everyone talking. I feel like that's what they do a lot around Spider-Man, just because like Tom Holland has such a proclivity for leaking stuff or. They've made him be the leaker of information, just kind of maybe as a stunt. And so they're kind of just continuing to take that up a notch. But Mm -hmm. I also think, I wonder if they were already planning on launching it this week anyways for CinemaCon. So like the leak wasn't like that much of a big deal because they were like, oh, we're going to release it anyways. But they did take it down within like a couple hour or like an hour or so. Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing is because I think CinemaCon also has uh, new trailers for the Batman and something else. So they had a new look at Batman and then a trailer for something else, but they haven't like been officially released. Right. Which I think they dropped the Spider-Man trailer during CinemaCon, but they like put it up online because of the leak. Probably. I, I think I think two things one or a few things. Firstly, is it marketing? Maybe, maybe not, because think about all of the, you know, hotly anticipated films that don't get leaked, that just have a trailer come out like normal. And mm-hmm. Spider-Man No Way Home 
was already so anticipated that I don't know that they needed anything extra to start that fire. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it was, I think, uh, I think secondly, uh, Sony was probably waiting on releasing any sort of trailer until they could confidently say, yes, this movie's going to come out in December because coronavirus cases and, you know, the movie going public are ready to go see a film. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to risk having it be, a, I don't want to say a, a flop, but, um, you know, like the Suicide Squad, which is great, but didn't do especially well or as well as it could have, not only because of concurrent availability on HBO Max, but also because people aren't as excited about going out to the theaters. And so I think Sony mm-hmm. wanted to avoid a situation like that. They want a big... Uh, meaty splash of money when Spider-Man comes out. So I think they were sort of waiting. Yeah. Um, And then lastly, if it was supposed to come out only at CinemaCon and then got leaked at some point, I feel like that's that's the studios kind of showing their age because the internet is more than anything else um, place for boundaries to be broken down, right? There's there's no such thing as... It's a cesspool, Joe. It is. But I mean, there's, there's no such thing as an international trailer anymore because... We get to see the same internet that Japan sees, you know, mm-hmm. and not in China, not in China. That's why I said Japan. And I guess sometimes the international trailer could be considered like um, also like well, in a different language because the like Star Wars, that new um, Star Wars anime series that they're doing, uh-huh. they had it in um, they had it in Japanese, like all the text was in Japanese with subtitles. And right. then they had another one, I believe, released with all English text. Right, but I, I feel like they, you know, they they tried to shunt trailers in a certain way and and make them available only to certain people at certain times. And it's like you mm-hmm. you guys realize the internet is one hundred percent fully against that practice and makes it nearly impossible. So why are you being try? Why are you trying to be exclusive with this? It's gonna it's mm-hmm. gonna come out. It, it, I think this happened with um with the original Suicide Squad film. Um, and Warner Brothers, they, they showed uh, a trailer for it at some kind of convention. Somebody leaked it from the convention, and then Warner Brothers was like, well, we're very disappointed in you, you know, fans. Mm-hmm. We, we, this, and then it, like, it forced them to release the trailer not when they were wanting. And I think it's just, it makes sense to me that it's somebody like Warner Brothers, a studio like Warner Brothers, a studio like Sony, that uh, they're a little too old school and stuck in their ways, and they don't really understand how the internet works. And so you get leaks of things that they weren't planning on because they have their marketing strategy is 30 years out of date. Mm-hmm. But that said, I'm glad the trailer's here because it's awesome. Yeah. Um, to your second point, Joe, though, about like wanting to make sure they had like a set release date. Yeah. Or like they were able to release it when it's supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. I heard that they're like, I think it was yesterday. Inside sources were saying that the Venom release date was going to be pushed from October to, I think, taking Morbius' spot in January. Wow, they're moving it again. Interesting. And then moving Morbius again. Wow. Interesting. Well, I um, I, I read that MGM cannot afford to push uh, James Bond back any further. Like, they actually can't. Mm-hmm. It's too expensive. Uh, and uh, that the movie has to make something like $900 million to be profitable, which is yeah. which is kind of a tall... In, in the before times, that's not that wasn't a tall order for, for a movie like that, um, being Daniel Craig's last, last outing as uh, James Bond. But, yeah, but, in, but in, this, in this world, that's tough. That is a tough uh, mark to hit. Yeah, I think there was a movie that came out recently. I think it was like Reminiscence only made like $2 million opening weekend 
Mm, it's also it was also released concurrently on HBO, and right. I watched it. It's not that great of a movie. I, I watched the it only too. reason I liked it is like Hugh Jackman. You can narrate my memories any day. Like yeah. that's fine with me. Guide me through my memories. But like yeah, the rest of the movie not great. No, uh, that movie. Um, I think I think that a movie like that 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 movie, even though I'm sure it was meant to come out at an entirely different time, that movie feels like an August release because they knew like here's this big glitzy movie that is not very good but with people that you've heard of so we'll put it we'll dump it yeah. in August and that's kind of what this movie felt like yeah it felt like an August dump movie but like two million dollars on an opening weekend is like nothing it's pretty sad I mean like it, in the before times it was nothing now it's like okay yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I mean yeah and it's you know written and directed by Christopher Nolan's sister-in-law and I think that's pretty much why she got that job. Yeah. Well, anyways, let's talk That's talking not about Spider-Man. No, no, none of this is <laughs> but, Spider-Man. So Spider-Man, here's the thing, and this is what I'm really excited about. We've been hearing crazy rumors about this movie for the last, what, year or so? Two. Two, two years, two I years? feel like. So we've been hearing for a long time. We've been hearing crazy rumors about this movie. And I kept, I wasn't worried, but I kept, in the back of my mind, they, they kept saying, what else might be in this movie? And firstly, it felt like, is Tom Holland going to be in this movie? Like everybody else is. Is, is this poor guy going to be crowded out of his own film? But then I kept wondering how they were going to continue to service the story as it left off in Far From Home, where he gets, mm-hmm. you know, outed as Spider-Man. And, and I just couldn't figure out how those two separate things would would meet and be in one film and then here we are and it's a brilliant way in and i'm so excited oh yeah we like dr strange and then like we're getting like dr strange is gonna lead into multiverse of madness and stuff but like yeah uh, like i'm i'm interested to see because there have been so many rumors about like toby Maguire and andrew garfield yeah. being in this but they both denied it mm-hmm. but they've both been seen on set and stuff but then we get, like, Alfred Molina, like, actually in the trailer. So yeah. it's like, are we going to get Tobey Maguire? And and a, and a very clearly a Willem Dafoe Green Goblin laugh, which, I mean, mm-hmm. that's in there. And then, and then With people his keep, pumpkin bum. And people keep pointing out uh, the that Sandman might be in this. And we know Electro's in it. Mm-hmm. We know Jamie Foxx is going to be in it. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I... I don't. I mean, this movie's gonna. And, and I, I saw a thing. Tom Holland said that the, the the teaser isn't even the tip of the iceberg. Which, my God. Yeah. This is this one. I might have to go with you, Joe, and just like not watch anything else. Because mm, I no. like this is enough for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I've wanted to see this movie because you know MCU and all of that. But like, I don't want to see anything else. Yeah, I don't want this until is it. the movie comes out. This is it. This is this is plenty. Take my money. Mm-hmm. I'm torn just because. I just want to see it right now. I know. Can it be December already? It's, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, here's the thing. What it's it's so because now I just keep thinking all I have to do is avoid everything until December. Like it's really really hard for a movie like this uh, to avoid seeing anything. You know? Yeah. Really hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, not really. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but hopefully they they won't spoil that much in later trailers i know? hope not because i because this is just the teaser technically so yeah. they should have another one like a the theatrical one right right mm-hmm. which i always avoid i only ever watch the teaser but um, i i guess i guess i guess my 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 point is is think about when you went to go see thor ragnarok wouldn't it have been really cool for the hulk's appearance to be a total surprise but that I mean, was yeah that was, but part of the reason uh, part of the marketing part of the whole reason why you wanted to see thor ragnarok in the first place is because you had thor and, and and hulk 
buddying up. That's why that's why people want to see it. I, I feel like yes and no, you can't get the same level of excitement if you just show if you're not showing any Hulk stuff and it's just Thor like on this planet. I don't know. I feel like uh I feel like you're right that it would be a dope surprise, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh I think for that movie, if you're going to market it, your biggest selling point is that yeah. Hulk and Thor. I, I cuz that's what people love. That's what people loved in the first in the first Avengers, right? It's they're, true. They're it's true. Little little they're they're banters. Yeah. They're banner banter. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I was I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Fan Thor? Oh. Nice one, nice. Amy. That's um, that's like right off the top of my head, you know. That was good. That was good. <laughs> um yeah, I just I just wish there was like an opt out for for movie trailers. It's like the, there are movies that I'm going to see no matter what. Don't show me the trailer. I will go see it. Mm-hmm. And then for people There's who There's a special are, implant for that. Yeah, future. that's like that's like Ready Player One level type stuff, Joe. I'm as 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 anti that kind of thing as I am. I could probably see my way clear to to making an exception and having such a thing. Yeah. Just be like, be like, hey, can I get you get? It's like a daily subscription thing, and you're like, do I want these trailers? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want any of these trailers. Yeah. And then now I'm gonna have to start showing up to movies late. Well, so what I do? This is and and it, and and it looks. I'm sure it looks crazy, like like bonkers to to do this in theaters. But what I do? Trailer will come on for a thing that I as soon as I realize what it's for, close my eyes, plug my ears. And what I find is even if there's like audio coming through mm-hmm. you without the visuals to really hang on to, it's really, really difficult to remember anything and or to get a sense of anything. And so that's what I do is I, as I close my eyes or look down, plug my ears. If I'm really, really trying, I'll like drum on my ears as well to sort of break mm-hmm. up the sound. And then and then I, I remain unspoiled. And yeah, I've only had to do that one for one movie before I saw Pig, they played the trailer for French Connection, which I'm doing an experiment with that, and I have not seen any trailers for that, or not French Connection, uh, French Dispatch. Oh, okay. I was like, the new, they're the new... remaking French Connection, or you haven't no. seen the original? Oh, yeah. Okay, I got mm-hmm. it. I got it. No, I, uh, I'm doing my experiment where I'm not watching any trailers, but now I'm gonna have to actually, I'm going to have to really try because it'll be playing in so many. Mm-hmm many theaters and it feels like i don't know if this is if this is a a function of movies coming out at more of a trickle than a than a gush i see the same handful of trailers constantly yeah it also depends on what movie you're going to as well yeah like i haven't seen the french dispatch trailer above in front of anything except for pig just because they're both like indie quote right like right western isn't considered like an indie filmmaker even though he's not yeah well they Smaller play more scale. actiony, yeah. They play more like kids friendly, like kids friendly movies that you're at, like PG right. movies. Mm-hmm. They'll play like Sing Two trailer and like other kids movies. Yeah, it, it they still do trailers based on the movie that you're going to, but it is like the same trailers. Yeah. Well, any more thoughts on the Spider-Man No Way Home teaser? I mean, I just you... I want to see it. I want I want it to be now in December. Me too. Imagine, I don't even know what it says. Christmas. I don't know what. Was it the twenty fifth? Oh, it's the twelfth, I, I believe. Okay. No, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I, had I was just like, had, do they have a date? I don't know. Uh, twelve seventeen. Uh, yeah, twelve seventeen is what I have. Twelve seventeen. So the seventeenth. Oh, yes. I understand. Okay, I was thinking. <laughs> I know. I was I was December twelfth like, mm. or December seventeenth. <laughs> 
<laughs> I forgot yeah. that you know num that months have numbers as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. But yes, uh, this trailer just looks so cool. It looks I mean, it's so just, it, cool. It, it, I, I think it's just so well-made trailer. Yeah. Well, it's a teaser. Mm hmm But one, it does its job. It teases the hell out of the movie. Yeah. Um, and two, it's just, it's just really good. It yeah. It hits all the beats. Mm -hmm. where you, every part where you're just like, oh. Yeah. Like, and, when you're supposed to be surprised, you're surprised. Yeah. And when you're supposed to be, like, enthralled, you're enthralled. And you're just like, oh, fuck, this looks fucking mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. there, that, that bit where the... the Doc Ock's tentacle comes out and then he appears. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I guess I don't know that if Sarah knew that he was going to be in the film and mm -hmm. she's a little more insulated from these things and I I don't tell her everything because yeah. I I think she knows because I know and I she, mean I don't think she yeah. screamed no, she literally she screamed and and Penny our deaf blind dog <laughs> sat up startled because of how loud Sarah <laughs> screamed and she went what? that's how loud it she was. was like what the fuck she it well, was I knew. I knew he was going to be there, and then I sent you guys a text as soon as I got to that part, and I'm just like, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, most people don't follow this kind of shit as, as closely as we do, so I'm not surprised that... And it is pretty cool that they revealed that, since they had already confirmed he was in it. Yeah. But if you're not, like, if you're not following his stuff, mm -hmm. you don't know. Yeah. If you just, like, like Spider-Man because you've seen the movies, like, yeah you wouldn't, you know, necessarily keep up with that stuff. And so to see it in the film, you'd be, to see it in the trailer, you're like... I imagine that that surprise is like, oh fuck, that's cool. Yeah. What? I have yeah. I have seen a lot of funny memes though of it's it's Alfred Molina saying, you know, hello Peter, and then the next frame is uh, Thanos from Endgame, and it says, people born after two thousand and eight. I have no idea who you are, <laughs> <laughs> which makes me sad. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's also people who only care about like Spider-Man and the MCU. Right. Yeah. Like, and they haven't seen like the amazing Spider-Man or like Raimi. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, as we've talked about, I mean, that Spider-Man 2, while excellent, Amy, it's excellent. Um, no, it's. <laughs> I don't like it's it. It's so it's so good. It's ugh, but yeah, um, it, I don't it's, like I'm all booting three you. Of them. But it is. Quite I'm booting old. you from this podcast. <laughs> hey, this is oh, yeah. my podcast. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it is quite old. I I, I was uh, reading something. I forget where. Um, and they were saying like, oh, the style of the first, uh, or like the tone, and just basically the first movie in general, the first Raimi movie, is closer in tone to. Um, something like uh, your favorite Richard Donner's Superman mm -hmm. than it is to mm -hmm. our modern sensibilities yeah. of what um, superhero movies are. Yeah. And it, and it is that. That is true. It's, it's much more campy. It's much more slow. It's much more just of its era. Yeah. And it also, it's not, yeah. I, and without, without, without this being an indictment, it is um, replete with Sam Raimi-ness. You know, it is. Yes. It, it but has that kind of over that's the top. charm. Yeah, it is. No, that's, totally. a, that's the charm. But people don't see it that way. Right. They see it as hokey or lame or right. whatever. Right. But I mean, that's just, you know, that's just, that's just the time. It was the style at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's well, his see, style. That, it's Raimi, yeah, too. Yeah. That, that's also yeah. very funny because it's like, I've liked all the other Raimi movies that I've seen. I also you've only really like the Richard Donner. I've seen three Spider-Man movies, all of the, um, the Evil Dead movies at that same oh, Raimi has done. Yeah. Okay. I think that's all of the Raimi movies that I've seen. Let me look. But I like I also like Richard Donner Superman. So I, I well, but I think you, there's just I feel... something about the mid two thousand, early two thousand ness of those movies that I just that does not sit well with me. Mm -hmm. But you like the first X Men, no? I don't. Or wait, no, you never saw those X. Oh wait, you did. 
I'm I think she, I think you did see those uh, the X Men films eventually, right? I know you yeah, had beef I, with X Men. I remember last year after we watched the first X Men for the podcast, I went through and spent like that's two right. weeks watching all of them. Yes, that's right. Um, let's see. Sam Raimi's director. I've seen six saying. of his movies, all three Spider Mans, all three Evil Deads. And I just I don't think the Evil Deads, but I did not enjoy Spider Man. I think maybe it's just that that combo of Sam Raimi and Spider Man that it just doesn't work for you. Yeah, I think I think that's. I think is. you made up your mind about this movie when you first saw it, when you were like, I don't know how old. Uh, whenever the you, first movie came out, yeah, whenever and you hated it, and then that just stuck with you, and you just never were able to get it out of your head. That's my maybe. only. That's the only thing I could and I could make sense in my mind. I'm like, because you like this stuff, and you like this stuff, and you like this stuff, so it all should kind of come together. But I just think that there's that one, there's the, just the, like, you know, when it's like a first impression, a bad first impression. You get that sour taste in your mouth and you're just like, uh, yeah, I don't want to hard to come back. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. It's it's kind of like me and Scott Pilgrim, right? I like yeah. Edgar yeah. Wright. I mm-hmm. love his work. I like everything else he's done. And then here comes Scott Pilgrim and World's End and I'm like, nah. Yeah. And you guys are both so wrong. You guys are all wrong. So it's, you know, <laughs> so it makes sense. Men. It was a middling middling kind of feel for me it wasn't like oh it's amazing but i also didn't hate it i was just like mm. yeah so it could be it could be that time period of of uh, and you didn't like blade either so you might be right so we might be on something with the, the yeah time I, i'm mm. just not like a huge fan of the 2000s era anyways let's Enough. talk about something else johnny loves let's talk about trailers oh wait no <laughs> let's talk about baseball Baseball. Baseball and, and the baseball. Sandlot. The American classic, The Sandlot. Mm-hmm. All right. All this right. movie so, yeah. came out in 1993. It. it was three years old. And no, you loved you it even then. It no, came out no, April no. 7th, 1993. You were still two. I was, I was still two, two years old. <laughs> and I, I remember driving up to the theater... And being like, wow, this is a really this, good movie. This movie gets me at three years yeah. old. I was smoking a cigarette and being like, well, that's that's how I remember being a kid <laughs> in the 60s. <laughs> no, no. Well, no. Um, th- this movie is, um, this was a movie came out in 93. Yep. Um, it, it's, it takes place in the summer of 62. Yep. It's one of those movies that just always existed mm-hmm. on a VHS. Like, mm-hmm. it just, since... Since the beginning of time, it's just existed yeah. in, in my DVD sh- or in my in the movie place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in the and it movie was a movie place. in the movie place, in the place where the movies come from. Uh, and we just used to, like me and my cousins used to watch this all the time. It was one of the it was one of the, the VHS that we had, and we would just watch it and watch it. And you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's like yeah, the Sandlot. It's it's just, it's just a childhood mm-hmm. instant nostalgia. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, the reason why I chose this is because I was scrolling through, uh, <laughs> I was scrolling through I was channel, channel surfing as one does. Well, not really because people don't really channel surf anymore, Right. but watching television and this movie was on and I was like, I was like watching a part of it and I was like, oh man, I haven't seen this movie in forever. I wonder if it still holds up. And I was like, wait, no, that's what we're doing to the podcast. Turn it off. Turn it off right now. And then I texted Amy. And I was like, Amy, do we have this on the list? Because I really want to watch it. I really want to watch it like yeah. right now. But I can't. That happens to me all the time where I'm like, oh, I want to watch this old decom that I haven't seen in years. But I also want to torture the guy and make them watch it with me to see how bad it is. Well, just because like, I, I, I remember this movie pretty well. Yeah. Um, it was one of those ones. But I haven't seen it in a really long time. Like, mm-hmm. it, I don't remember the. It's been over ten years since I saw it, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm in, I am interested to see 
if it holds up. I'm like kind of nervous because I'm like, oh man, what if it doesn't? Oh, right? Man. Yeah. yeah. You don't. You don't want it. You don't want it to not hold up. I know. I'm just like, because especially because like this one's just so much like just so much nostalgia to it. I'm just like, oh man. Yeah. So. So that's that's my experience. I just I, this movie's always existed in my life. Like mm-hmm. it's just always been present. Yeah. Um. And it's it's, I don't know, it's one. Of, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites. But it's 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 not like my favorite movie or like, but it's up there. It I mean, a, it's a fun time. A special place I, in I your heart. Yeah, it's got a special. Is special there any spot. other like special meaning? to it for you besides just like growing up watching it all the time with your cousins not really i just mean because it's like a baseball movie and yeah but honestly i wasn't even i didn't get into baseball till like maybe 10 years ago oh wow like it wasn't mm-hmm. baseball wasn't like a childhood thing that i liked i was never really into sports as a child oh wow because this is your second baseball movie that you've picked i know for your well, birthday <laughs> yeah yeah well the first one angels in the outfield that mm-hmm. one that one was always always one that was run. They, they were just, they were just running and like I played baseball as a kid. I didn't like it as much. Um, but maybe I don't you know. were I don't... playing it versus watching it. I mean, maybe yeah. Um, it you know it the love of baseball sort of came uh, after like years of years of like not not watching sports or doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it is funny that both of these are baseball movies. Or both of the my birthday picks are baseball movies. Yeah, but they're just like two big like influential. Uh, movies, I guess. Yeah. That I've, I just mm-hmm. watched so much as a kid. Yeah. You know? um, have you guys seen this? Yeah, Amy. Have I, mean, I, I would imagine not. you guys have. So you, you haven't seen it. Are, are you? I don't think I have. Are you aware yeah. of it or like any bits? Yeah, of Yeah. Like, I mean, um, when I worked in retail, my like the one big connection I have to it is, like, when I worked in retail, we had this T-shirt that said "You're killing me, Smalls," and yeah. it had like the chubby redhead kid on it. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. my boss was like obsessed with that because she was a redhead, and, and um, that's like her favorite line in the whole movie is yeah. like she would say that to me all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's if... also like "You're killing me, Smalls" is a very like meme cultural zeitgeist kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's definitely the thing, the one thing that has lasted from this movie or like because mm-hmm. i also had at one point i had a t-shirt with the great hambino on yeah it, and, uh, <laughs> and it said you're killing me smalls and everywhere i went people would be coming on my shirt and be like hey, yeah. Sam, mm-hmm. i remember so, uh, i also so, uh-huh. i also remember like there, i know there's something about a fence and a big dog yeah. okay that's like that is like the 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 peak of my knowledge the cat okay okay i remember speaking of the you're killing me smalls i remember i saw uh uh, I think it was like a dad and he had a shirt that said you're killing me smalls and then his baby had a little onesie that said I'm smalls <laughs> uh, that makes cute. sense yeah that checks out right but um, <laughs> yeah no this movie kind of same for you same same as for you Johnny um, this movie always existed for me I would have been eight when it came out I may have seen it in theaters I'm not sure. I don't have a distinct memory of it the way I do for some mm-hmm. other films around that time, like Jurassic Park or, or Batman Returns, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was always on television. I may have owned the VHS. If I didn't own the VHS, I think I had taped it off of television or something. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this was a movie that was just kind of always on. I always really liked it. The big dog that Amy's talking about is... Um, like an important part of the film, but was always, uh, was sort of special for me because not only do I love dogs, but at at the time, like growing up, I had a 110 pound Rottweiler. Um, Mm. and so like, so a big dog, big dog. And I love big dogs. Um, and so, uh, so it kind of, I always enjoyed that, that, uh, that, that aspect of the movie with this big giant dog. You see, what's funny for me is that like, as a kid, I was very afraid of dogs. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wasn't an animal person at all, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also wasn't a baseball person. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wasn't really a sports person. You know, I was a kid. I, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to mm-hmm. play video games. Um, but this movie, like now, I'm both. I'm both a dog person and, and a, a fucking sports person. person. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. so, so it's funny looking back at this movie. I'm like, oh, that's so weird that I and it, I like this movie so much. And the two things, the two main things in the movie, yeah, are not my. Th- we're not my things, we're but I, I loved it tastes. so much. Yeah, and then now, years later, they are my things, and I'm like, oh, that's shit, so funny. Really? See, and, and, and as you know, I'm not a sports person, and I never will be, but I do like sports movies, mm-hmm. and this is... Yeah, that is weird. That is a weird thing about you. Yeah. Um, that is true. And this is, a, and this is a movie that I really like, even though I have no fondness for baseball. Well, mm-hmm. the only fondness I have for baseball is that my grandpa really liked baseball, um, and so, like, baseball immediately makes me think of him, especially Dodgers. Um, mm-hmm. but that's it. And like, I would, I don't want to watch a baseball game. Like if somebody says, Hey, you want to go baseball game with me? I'd be like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're so fun though. But I mean, I yeah. get it. You wouldn't have fun. No. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm kind of the opposite of you, Joe, where I'm a big sports person, mm-hmm. but I don't like sports movies. Like I've never really enjoyed a sports movie all that much. Hmm. Like, I, I don't think I can what name a sports movie Hoosiers? that I really like. Oh, Hoosiers is great. Right? Or, or Rudy. Um, They're from Indiana, one. right? That's an Indi- Indiana no, movie. No, like, literally, I, like, I am considered a Hoosier because I'm from Indiana. Like, yeah. that is the people yeah. of the state. Like, And Hoosiers are also, like... But it's also, a college, like, right? No, Indiana University. Um, the, Indiana University, team? their mascot is a Hoosier. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's Which is the, literally it's just a person. Yeah. It's just a white person? No, it's... I mean, technically, yes, because that's all that's in Indiana. Hey, you know what? At it's, the very, just, it's just Fred. At, What's up? At the very least, yeah. they cannot be accused of having a racist mascot like so many other sports teams. That no, is true. No, like Notre Dame. That Notre Dame was recently in the media for their leprechaun. The um, Fighting Irish, right? It's the Fighting, the Fighting Irish. Irish. Yeah, yeah, which is also from Northern Indiana. Oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, because... But anyways, you don't like sports movies. I don't like... like except I Hoosiers. I could a sports movie that I like. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Hoosiers. Maybe we should put but that on I, the list. I, I, th- I feel like... I uh, think you have. Hoosiers... I've never, I've never seen it either, Hoosiers but. and Rudy, considering that both of those are I, just okay, what we're talking about. Okay, I What really about Remember really, the Titans? That's a good I, one, too. No, I don't like Remember what? the Titans because I was forced oh. to watch that on Everyone was forced trip. to watch it. Oh. To Washington, we watched that every time it rained. Mm, <laughs> rainy day movie. Didn't rain often. Yeah, it was yeah. one of those rainy day movies. Mm-hmm. It was just like, yeah, I was not. I'm not like hilarious. a huge fan of Remember the Titans. I do like Rudy, but only because it's kind of got like a little bit of a nostalgic thing for me because my mom liked Rudy for some reason. Mm. And I mean, Sean Astin. Yep. But also because it's from Northern Indiana, so yeah. it's kind of like uh, I kind of like breaking away. But that also holds like a sentimental value because my dad was at Indiana University when they were filming it and he's in the background of the last race. Oh, wow. Um, you can't really see him. I did a video on it right. uh, like for 1001 and I kind of did freeze frame around the area that he said he would be in. Yeah. And I think I found him, but I don't think it was him. It's, yeah, it's one of those deals. Enhance. Like, he, he, Enhance. He's, yeah. he's there. Then, you can't see him, but you know he's there. And then I've never seen it, but um, my grandma, her sister, and my aunt were in the stands when they filmed League of Their Own at the oh. Junior Baseball League in my dad's hometown. No way. That's a that's another great yeah. sports movie. That's one probably we nice. should probably add to the list because that's one I've never seen. Oh, and it's great. I actually don't think I've seen that one either. Oh wow, it's a I baseball movie, Johnny. I know, but like I said, uh, he doesn't like women playing sports. That's <laughs> right. But Madonna's uh, in it, Johnny. Madonna's playing baseball. Johnny believes a woman's <laughs> place is in the house of representatives. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> Give me more. I won't watch that movie until we have more, an equal number of female congresswomen. All right? I'm taking a stand. I'm taking a stand right now. How could somebody say something so controversial yet so brave? <laughs> Is that on the limb here? <laughs> well, let's watch this movie. I'm curious to, because I feel like I remember it pretty well, even though I haven't seen it in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm yeah. curious to see what, I'm, I bet you anything that Amy, maybe you've seen it, but you've just forgotten. That's my guess. Okay. Could be. Yeah, I could see that. Right, I mean, that's probably, that may be, I may have seen it like when I was really, really young and I just don't remember it. So when you we'll were really see. stoned. Because that's what you were doing when you were young. Amy, getting stoned. Especially in White Bread, Indiana. (laughs) That's not where she's from. She's from... Wheat bread, Indiana. <laughs> Boom! Literally all of Indiana right, is white bread. It. Even though we <laughs> grow <laughs> wheat. <laughs> okay, let's go. Before we watch the movie, a quick word from our sponsors. And now, our feature presentation. And we're back. All right. We are back. What a pickle. We beat the beast, right? <laughs> <laughs> the beast was so nice. Oh, I know. Uh, I did so. So, <laughs> uh, I love this movie. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't take the nostalgia glasses off. Like they're just mm-hmm. they're stuck on there mm-hmm. the whole time I'm watching this movie. I, I love it. It's it's great. It's still great. It uh the the part where the fence the fence falls on the dog. I, I had I've I... seen this movie a million times and like I've always like I was I was always like kind of afraid of big dogs so I was like Ugh. yeah but this time I was like oh no the dog yeah. yeah. And then he was uh, like crying trying to pick it up he's like guys help me and they're all like backing away and they're like hey. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good Except bit. for Benny the Jet Rodriguez, because he's fucking cool. Yeah, he is. He's the fucking man. And that's a, a cool-ass name, too. That is a cool nickname. Benny and the true. Jets. Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Benny the Jet Rodriguez. I mean, this is fucking cool. Um, And I love how, you know, ultimately, Pickle the beast. Like he's super cool, but he's also genuinely the best person in that movie. You know, the fact that he is kind to Smalls. He's the only one that is. And, yeah. and like, he's a, he's a good person. Yeah. And I love that. You know, he's, and he's mm-hmm. in, in so many ways. You know, not only is he, like, a towering athlete of incredible skill but also really genuinely nice person mm-hmm. yeah and 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 i think i don't know i mean we i think hopefully everybody can identify with that in some way somebody in their life who sort of reached out to them when they needed it um, yeah and mm-hmm. and he's that which is i think i think a wonderful thing for a movie that so many people grew up watching it's a good it's a yeah. good role model mm-hmm. it is yeah. you're right amy had you so you had you seen it before or was this no. your first time Wow. This was my first time. And what did you think? It's a boy movie. <laughs> it's it's a pure and simple boy movie. Like, I literally gagged when they were introducing, like, when Benny was introducing Smalls to the group, and they were, like, oh, spitting, spitting after Oh, yeah. yeah. I was they're like, oh, my God. This is, spit. oh, That's God. So I'm going to... Mm. Uh-huh. And then gross. the vomit what? scene. Yeah, what about the, when they like, throw up? That, that's such a funny scene, though. <laughs> I love it. One, well, one, it's kids throwing up. And, and after after they're, they're trying to be cool and to, like, use Chew. Yeah. Which Chew is fucking disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but also just the song choice. Uh-huh. That tequila, that, yeah. that shit is so good. Yeah. And I, I always, I always thought it was funny, like just as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then watching it as an adult, I'm like, this is inspired. Yeah. This is cinema. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I could, Amy, you're, you're not wrong. Like, I, it, it's, I mean, it, it's all boys. Yeah. It's all, it's totally like you know. The only girl in it is is Smalls' mom. Yeah. And the lifeguard. And the lifeguard. 
Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, Which Wendy. I, I took me forever to realize that the mom is Marion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I was like looking at her, I'm like, why does she look so familiar? And then I was like, oh my god, it's Marion. Yeah, Marion Ravenwood. Who's Marion? Marion Ravenwood, Ravenwood from Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, oh yeah. You guys you can't just like say a one. Yeah, say a fucking. <laughs> One name and expect Mary, you know. Well, okay. I mean, I knew okay. Joe, Joe knew what I was talking about. I know Joe would know what I was talking about. Of course, about. I knew. Some yeah. people only need one name, Johnny, Prince, like York, Cher. Cher. Um, I do have a question <laughs> for you guys. Mm-hmm. You guys yep. both watched this on Disney Plus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was it warped for you? There were a couple of no. A couple. There were a couple of shots where the anamorphic lens looked a little bit funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like especially like the scene I first noticed in it was like after he hits his mom with the like yep. ball bearing from his Rube Goldberg machine. They're sitting in his room, mm-hmm. and it's like on a canted angle almost, and it looks like a fish eye was like blown up in the wrong, like almost the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, or it, the transfer was just really weirdly done. I I'm I wondered about that too actually because there's there were I think maybe only three or four instances of it throughout the entire film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the because so that movie was shot anamorphic, which funny enough, and I'm I'm glad you brought it up because I, I think I was going to forget to mention it. This is I think the first time I've seen the film in its native aspect ratio in HD. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. and without commercials. Yeah. I, I think I've not seen it as <laughs> it was largely unless i saw it in theaters which like i say i don't remember um mm-hmm. but yeah there were like three or four shots in the movie where the anamorphic squeeze was distorted in some way yeah. um and it, it gave me a headache almost watching it, it was it was definitely it was definitely weird and I'm, I'm curious to know if like the the blu-ray version of the movie has has that because the thing is is like anamorphic lenses are great i love them i love using them but they are just a little bit weird you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes there's artifacts and weird things that are all sort of part of the charm of anamorphic lenses. But in this case, there's a couple of points where it's like, oh, anamorphic lenses, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it looked like the like kind of like a weird dream sequence in like a, a kid's horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the camera was going to start like zooming in and out and moving back and forth mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or that the background was it was going to warp and sort of like continue yeah. to warp. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Interesting. See, I didn't catch any of that. But then again, I wasn't looking at that stuff. I was just like, I remember that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know? I did get bored a lot of the time. That's too bad. You didn't find it funny? You didn't like find it was like, cute. Their... There were parts where I like I thought it was really cute, and there was one part I feel like I thought that I laughed at, mm-hmm. but I can't remember. Oh, the lifeguard kiss, like the scene where yeah. with yeah. Um, Squints and the lifeguard that like actually got like a real chuckle out of me. Yeah, but I love I his do... face. That, his face, uh... like when he, when he yeah, he's like <laughs> that open mouth. Uh... Yeah, and then he closes his eyes once again, and, he, and then he does the and then he does the kiss. But like his face. When he's looking at his friends, like right before he's about to kiss her, yeah. is the funniest fucking face. Yeah, ever. yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. about that shit all the time. <laughs> uh, but like, I do. I understand how you feel, Johnny. When we were watching like *Lethal Weapon* and *Dirty Harry*, where you were like, "Eh, it, I, I've seen it done better." Mm-hmm. Like this coming of age kind of movie. Like it felt like yeah. *Stand by Me* a lot, just a little bit more like little kid centric versus mm-hmm. like a Stephen King novel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like *Stand by Me* did it so much better, and I love that movie. I also think like the new *It* movies also did this in a mm-hmm. very similar fashion. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. just did it much better, especially the first one, the first chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel yeah, like I get what you're saying. those movies did it better you for know, me at least. What's what's funny? What's funny is is I have essentially nothing in common with any of these characters or their lives in any way, shape, or form, other than I was mm-hmm. also around in 1962. And yet, I find everything about this movie to be so charming 
and sort of narratively simple and tight you know that it's it's just mm-hmm. there's for and it's it it it, it sort of because i find sometimes coming of age can be a thing where it's just things happen and then the movie's over and in this yeah. there are things that happen but they're all really well connected despite feeling a little bit loose it's sort of like a portrait of a summer and then mm-hmm. before you realize it you're in f- like full deep story mode when they're trying to heist this ball back from from yeah. the backyard and it's such a simple mm-hmm. problem but it's like a simple little kid problem that they that they're oh, having but it's like it, yeah it's it's like the it's it's a kid problem in that it's like the hugest deal yeah you know exactly and like this of his life Mm -hmm. and the scale of everything is you know because like when you're a kid everything is sort of exaggerated and crazy you know the stakes are Mm -hmm. so high constantly Mm -hmm. and and uh i mean even just to the point where when small's like why don't we just knock on the door and ask mr myrtle to get it and then like you can't do that then afterwards like why didn't you knock on the door they're they're, like all beat down and they all just like beat up on on, our uh yeah and it's just like he's like we got the ball back yeah we got it back yeah and i do love that just like Goonies, this is a large group of kids, each with their own really mm-hmm. distinct See, personality. That's something else I couldn't get out of my my head was Goonies. Mm. Even though mm-hmm. I feel like they're mm-hmm. totally kind of different story sets, they do have like a similar feel. Mm-hmm. Like the the scene in the treehouse was when I really felt like it was yeah. Goonies. Yeah. Because like unlike Goonies, when they're talking over themselves, I was totally fine with that. And this may be the nostalgia goggles I have for Goonies mm-hmm. versus like this movie where I was already fairly bored with it by the time they get to the treehouse mm, scene. Mm. And the talking over each other gave me a headache. Hmm. I was just like, oh, I can't focus mm. on what is happening here. Yeah. Like, it's just too much. It's annoying. See, that's kind of how I felt with Goonies because I hadn't yeah. seen Goonies until like that. You know, so it was sort of the reverse of that. Interesting. Interesting. I was actually going to point out that in this movie, they do like yell over each other they like they're kids yeah. they mm-hmm. act like kids yep. which is which I, I i i find like it's what you said joe it's charming it's they're they're kids mm-hmm. and they're assholes and like they're kind of you know they're mean to each other yeah uh but they all rally around benny who's like the the one you mm-hmm. know he's the one good guy yeah yeah but um mm-hmm. but you know they're still swearing yeah they're still swearing yeah. little kids yeah which is hilarious and i like that they do uh, like i think they say shit maybe three times total the whole they movie. say shit like three yeah mm-hmm. like the, yeah but it's always but, really well placed yeah oh yeah and you're like okay, and it makes them feel like kids. You're just yeah. like okay, yeah, this, this is what kids mm-hmm. this is what kids say. Or even like when that's why it feels like Goonies to me as well. Yes. Yeah, because um, because yeah. it's like that bit with uh, what's his name repeat. You know, Timmy and Tommy, and he, mm-hmm. he keeps yeah, yeah. like he keeps repeating, oh. and then he's like, "Shut up, Timmy." Yeah, shut up, <laughs> yeah. shut up, Tommy. <laughs> the Colossus of Cloud. Yeah. The col- shut up. <laughs> and he just repeats everything he says. Yeah, it's because it's his brother. Yeah. yeah. Which is just, which uh, is so good. so good, and then and then you know, yeah, yeah, being kind of like twitchy and weird, yeah, and it's and and that that bit when the. <laughs> when, the, when the vacuums explode and the, the older one, the older twin comes out and he goes, "I blame myself." We're approaching this all wrong. <laughs> He's like, "We're approaching this all wrong." Yeah, I blame myself for it. <laughs> he just like shakes off. There's all the dirt. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I also do love when when their final plan, which is just just strap. Yeah, yeah, to a rope and yeah. kind of like bring him mm. down. Oh, it's so good. And there's so many times uh, like they have the ball, they have it, oh, yeah. and then in each in each case, oh man, I kind of felt like um, watching this because actually, and I, I feel like I I, I spoke a mistruth because there's I, I said I have nothing in common with any of these kids, but watching it now as a grown person, um, I actually really felt for Smalls in so many ways because mm-hmm. like he he doesn't know what's going on. 
He doesn't know the deal. And there's been so many times in my own life where I've felt like that, you know, like when he's, when he's being yeah. explained something simple like the s'more. And, and, mm-hmm. and I always think mm-hmm. of that scene whenever, whenever I have a s'more, you know, it's like, or somebody asks, him, like, well, how can I have some more if I haven't had anything? I mean, yeah, that's another <laughs> yeah. big one. That's another big one from the movie. I think that scene and like having Ham explain what a s'more is, is me explaining stuff to you all the time absolutely no i i I, (laughs) like explaining what a cousin is i think one time or no it was like it was like some family relation i had to explain to you yeah it was because you were explaining full house i think is what it was yeah and i got very confused very quickly um (laughs) but yeah i i i even though i've never uh like had the desire to uh go play sports with anybody but just the idea of like being included there have been like so many instances of being on like a film set for me especially starting out but even now Mm -hmm. i still i'm always learning something and uh you know you're on the you're 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 in this group of people who are moving really quickly they all know what they're doing and they all know what they're talking about and it's a little bit scary to say what do what do you mean like you try to pretend like you know mm-hmm. up until a certain point, yeah. and then you got to ask. You're like, I what what is that? I don't know what that means. And uh, and you always hope that there's going to be a, a Benny type person who's going to tell you what's up and not make you feel yeah. stupid for asking. Um, mm-hmm. And so I definitely uh, I definitely like I felt for him more could... now as a grown man than I think I did as a kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. I mean, I definitely like yes, as you identify, I identified with Smalls as a kid, just you know being. Uh, you know, not be not knowing things either. Yeah, you know, having not being in in the know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so to speak. And so there is that, and, and I also feel like he was he had all those uh, little uh, contraptions that he yeah, was playing yeah, yeah, with yeah. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's some Joe shit. Oh, right totally. Oh, I yeah. I built stuff all the time. Yeah, I didn't have a I didn't have a really cool erector set like he did, uh, but I I did build constantly. I was building my own toys and 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 inventions. logs and and connects <laughs> and stuff. It was it was mostly Legos, but what I what I really specialized in was. Uh, recycling like I don't know if you remember this but um, back in the old days when people wore pantyhose it came in like a plastic egg do you re- do you guys remember this no sort of I think my mom had some of them yeah so they would always come in this plastic egg so I w- and then the egg was meant to be you know discarded because you just wanted the thing that was inside but um but i would i would take all of those those things you know and i would make mm-hmm. vehicles and con- and contraptions and things out of them for for my for my action figures because the 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 vehicles were always like I, I had action figures but the vehicles were always too expensive so i made mm-hmm. my own stuff um mm-hmm. and it was it was from what I, you know was was going to be garbage but i you know i i did stuff with it instead um, yeah, Damn. and yeah, and like the one woman's garbage is another boy's treasure. Exactly, and the, the, the hot glue gun and I were <laughs> friends, inseparable. You might say <laughs> there were a couple lines where I kind of like knew, like I had heard them before, like the forever, and then um, the like you play like you play ball like a girl. Oh yeah, that's you one that I think I've heard before. Like but it, I mean, girl. that could come from like anywhere. Yeah, I think. That was that but, was that was that's so funny how devastating that attack was too. <laughs> yeah, sexist Joe. Yeah, it was you that's know actually sexist. speaking of sexist the the even though I know Amy you said that the the lifeguard scene gave you a, a little chuckle. It's one of those things where it's harmless in the movie, but obviously now we talk about consent and everything. But I I feel yeah. like the movie makes it really clear that he was he was like a creep and a pervert and he shouldn't have done it like it was not okay like the the movie mm-hmm. makes it very clear that even though it was funny it was 
wrong. And I feel like that still, I, I mean, I, I feel like the movie can be forgiven for that and, and, and still, um, you know, like the, the point, the point of the scene, it was funny, but, um, it's that it was, it was not a good thing to do. Um, yeah, I yeah. mean, at the end, though, she does kind of, like, when he's, like, standing at the fence looking at her, mm-hmm. they kind of imply that she was okay with it. Like, the way she, like, looks at him, and then, of course, at the end, like, they get married and stuff. I felt it was more of a, uh, you know, she's, like, because there's a huge age gap, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. Actually, I don't know. I don't know how old they're supposed to be. I don't know how old they're supposed to be either, but I would guess there's at least, like, Five, five years between them, right? Yeah, yeah. not much. But I'd say five. Years. Well, she's they, like they a teenager. Said that it's going into Smalls's fifth, or he finished fifth grade, so going into sixth grade. Okay, and let's, and let's say 12. she's, you know, fifteen. I would say like sixteen, seventeen, maybe. Sure. Yeah, that way it was more dismissive of like, okay, you, you little pervert, like, are you little creep? Like, you know, because he's a kid, and you know, he's. You know, um, it was only so threatening, essentially. Yes. Yeah. So like she was uh, she was upset, you know, but it wasn't like a it wasn't a situation, at least from my point of view, of like somebody abusing power. You right, know, right, right. Sort of sort of like that sort of deal where it could become um, a little bit uh, gross. Well, yeah, gross. And you see the problems with it. You know, it could be m- more problematic. Obviously, it's not great. Yeah. But it, it is funny. Yeah. So I, I, I felt that wave was kind of like it was not so much that she was OK with it, but having one grabbed him by the arm and literally bodily threw him out of the pool um but uh, the pool area but um like it's it's now that she's even just a little bit stepped back from it having happened that she's like okay that was really stupid it was a little bit funny like i'll laugh about this later right now like like yeah. it sucked in the minute but it's it was it's just it was it was stupid and a little funny, you know. Yeah. Um, it was just a crazy thing that happened. Like, well, yeah. like I'm doing my job here, trying to, you know, be a good lifeguard. Yeah, and yeah. You are doing this thing. Yeah. And like when it's happening, you're like, what the fuck? But then after, like you said, afterwards, you're like, oh, that's 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 pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty. It was it was a, a a minimal a minimal thing. Yeah. But I don't know, Amy. Uh, it might be. Did, I don't know. How how did you take it? Yeah, Amy. Did did it did it bother? I mean, you said it made you chuckle, but did you see that lifeguard? kissing scene and and were you it was was there anything else in there where you were like oh i mean it, it was kind of like i thought it was like the reason it gave me like it made me chuckle a little bit was just because it's like this 12 year old boy and he's like very purposefully doing this yeah but it's like yeah. at the same time it was like kind of gross just the fact that it's like he's like very clearly obsessed with this girl mm-hmm. and it's just like i've known not like 12 year old boys who have done this but like in my adult life i've known boys who technically they're men but they act like boys where they're just very creepy and obsessive it's just really gross like it, that, it's kind of what it reminded me of like this one guy that's in my comments all the time who's very creepy and gross about things mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like that's kind of what bo- like it, it, that bothered me a little bit, but I was also at the same time like it's just this little kid being cute. Yeah, it was innocent enough. It's not like sort of um, Johnny was saying about the like there's not a, a power dynamic here where yeah. yeah, like she's not she's not the one. It's like if it was her doing it to him, I think it would be a little bit more weird for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and creepy. it's like yeah. yeah. It's and it's not like he she's like a teacher or something, and he's trying to like get somebody more powerful. Right. Yeah, there's, like, not that imbalance. Mm. It's just, like, he's got a crush on this girl. Right. Yeah. Because, like, you've seen this in other th- in other movies where it's this boy has a crush on a girl and he'll do something kind of stupid or funny to, like, get her to, right. to like, kiss him or be around him or something. Right. Yeah. 
and also and also just the sheer fact that there's like physically she's I don't know about twice his size, but can easily overpower him. And she's like twice yeah. his size. Yeah. She's like, like, she's like way taller than him. Yeah, he's like tiny. Yeah, and and so I feel like on on that level too, there's there's there again, there's no none of that mismatch dynamic. I have a couple fun facts. No recastings. Well, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about. It, I didn't pull it, so I don't know the exact um, quote. But the "You're Killing Me" Smalls is a reference to League of Their Own. Uh, to a line I think that Tom Hanks says in A League of Their Own. Huh. Um, Interesting. But yeah, I don't know if it was like a direct reference or, but it, it, like there was a, there was a fun fact I saw where You're Killing Me Smalls linked with League of Their Own. I just thought I would bring that in since we talked about that That's very previously before watching the movie. Um, this one I thought was really cool. The younger and older Benny are played by, or the older, yeah, the older and younger Benny are played by real life brothers, Pablo Vitar and Mike Vitar. I noticed that in the credits. Interesting. I, was, I, d- yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. I didn't know that wow. before, but I just noticed that they both had the same last name yeah makes sense though because it's really yeah pretty striking um i mean they, yeah, look, they, they look like they, brothers yeah i will also say I, I this is not a fun fact but i i was i want to point out that the um the actor who narrates the movie feels like he sounds like he could be a baseball announcer you know he's got that yeah. really well, i mean he that's the director um david mickey is it really or whatever his name is yeah oh wow oh nice but it's Um, not the guy that plays older small i didn't think it was because it didn't quite sound the same um Mm -hmm. but i did appreciate how um sort of crisp and clear and announcery he sounded yeah it does sounds like a baseball announcer um he sounds also a little bit like the guy who does the narration for a christmas story oh 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 interesting gene shepherd hmm yeah i guess hmm that's interesting. And maybe it's just the narration. I also felt a little bit like a Christmas story in this as well. Just I think it's because it's like the older version of the main character is narrating the story. I think also uh, it's the delivery of the narration. It's not noir. It's not it's not yeah. an internal monologue. It feels as it's it's delivered as if this person is sitting across from you ta- telling you this Tell, story. Telling you a story. Um, mm-hmm. Which I really like. Although I, I, I will point out, and I don't know if this kind of stood out to you guys at all, but how often he sort of uh, teases the, the biggest pickle that he ever got oh, them yeah. in. Because yeah. it happens several times. And well, I was the like, first oh. time they do it, I thought it was going to be like something with that baseball game. The first time that Smalls plays with them, like first time Benny, Benny brings him to the Sandlot. Yeah. And then I was like, I was like, wait, is it's not happening? And then they're like, it's going to happen here. And then it doesn't happen. And like, or he's like the pickle. Yeah. It, and they talk about it, the pickle there, and then it doesn't happen again. And then, then they finally get to it like the third time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did notice that they brought up the pickle a few times. Yeah. I will say, I also, we haven't talked about it yet, uh, James Earl Jones is great in this for the, for the yeah. small time he, he has in this movie. He's so good. He was really good. I love when he talks about crowding the plate so that the, that the it was, um, he's like, pitchers hate that. You know? Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> a fun fact about James Earl Jones, but he also played a baseball enthusiast in Field of Dreams. That's true. Like four years earlier. Yeah. However, in real life, he actually hates baseball. Huh. <laughs> He also he also hates Sith lords, but he is an actor with range. He's got yeah. range. The man's got range. <laughs> Who really does like Sith? Actually, no way. I take that back. <laughs> Don't you? Ha- I was like, you have a bunch of. Yeah, a bunch of Star Wars memorabilia who says I literally exactly have a Lego Vader on my keychain. <laughs> uh, 
That's hilarious. Um, director David Mickey Evans had one clear instruction for Chauncey Leoparde, who plays um, Squint, during the pool scene when he kisses Winnie Peppercorn. Keep your tongue in your mouth. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> always, always a, a good stage direction. Yeah. And then I have one more fun fact before we get to a fun fact that I pulled specifically for myself. Mm. So the vomit used in the right... This is not the fact for myself. <laughs> so the vomit used in the right scene was made from split pea soup, baked beans, oatmeal, a little water, and some movie gel. They used paint guns to discharge it, and they actually nailed a few people in real life by accident. The chewing tobacco was made from beef jerky and licorice. <laughs> so, Johnny, if you want that chew, you just get some beef jerky and licorice. I really do not. Yeah, <laughs> although it sounds I would take that over actual tobacco. Chewing tobacco. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I, I don't even eat red meat, and I probably, or licorice, and I would probably take that. Yeah. Especially, well, it's got to be black licorice, which is, I find, detestable. Uh, no, like, all, I hate all licorice. Mm, that's fair. All licorice that's is fair. disgusting. It's... Except for Twizzlers. Like, the ones, the pull-apart Twizzlers. <laughs> um, where it's, like, I don't like the, like, the, the thick licorice strips. Listener... I like the pull-apart Twizzlers because it, it's just, it's like a gummy bear. But... Johnny, Johnny, listener, Johnny threw his arms up in disgust and confusion at that one. It was hilarious. <laughs> Uh, it's just because it's it just... doesn't taste like actual licorice <laughs> well it just I, tastes yeah. like a fruit snack i always find that licorice is kind of like the junk candy you know if i'm gonna get if i'm gonna have candy it better be like you know a butterfinger or reese's or better something be like yeah. that. top level yeah. candy the, top the, shelf the, the, if somebody's handing out licorice something went wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like getting those circus peanuts but circus peanuts are even lower than licorice, mm, I think. Because they're actual, they're like, they're, they have, they have, they're food. They it's have like foam. protein in them. No, it's like a packing peanut, but like it's supposed to be a marshmallow. Oh, mm. oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Those orange things, those orange like those circus peanuts. Those big orange, uh, they're called circus peanuts, oh. but they're not actually peanuts. They're like made of some foam. I don't know, they're yeah. kind of like peat material. Oh, yeah. God. yeah. I, I see. All right. I didn't know. They're, right. Yeah. Okay. They're supposed to be marshmallows, but they taste like cardboard. Ugh. <laughs> um, and this final fact I pulled from me because, you know, I was not a huge fan of this movie. Plus, it gave me an excuse to watch Boy Meets World to check my work and see how well I did mm. um, picking mm. out these characters. So five members of the Sandlot baseball team had roles in different episodes of Boy Meets World and Art LaFleur, who played the Great Bambino, who's also Mad Ad from Gary, Indiana, uh, was also in an episode of Boy Meets World. Mm -hmm. So there were three two of them that i were not sure who they were so i checked my work the rest of them i knew um where they were but i checked my work and i was correct i knew of where all of them was so patrick grinner who plays ham he was in an episode of season five and he's like a thug for one of the bullies mm, mm. um chauncey leoparde squint he was in the pilot episode he was the first of what is known in i think the like fandom i guess as the third seat kid which is like Basically, a kid that was screen tested during the episode to be part of the Corey Sean friend group before, like, Topanga joined. Mm -hmm. And the entire time I was watching this movie, I was like, why does Squints look so familiar? But I was like, that's why. When I saw this fact, I was like, that's why. Because if you take off the hat and the glasses, I, I would know exactly who he was. Interesting. Right. Marty York, who played Yeah Yeah, he was a recurring seat kid in three episodes. Wow. Well, two of them, he was actually third seat kid. One, he was just kind of like an extra. Mm -hmm. Um not necessarily in the episode. Um, Brandon Quentin Adams, who played De Nunez, mm -hmm. uh, was in an episode. He was just a random kid in the background of the class. So was Grant Gelt, who played Bertram. And then Art LaFleur was in an episode of season six. He plays the 
owner of a diner and the dad of one of the girls in the diner that Sean flirts with, and he kind of gives Sean a hard time. I think the kid nice. who played Nunez was also in one of the Mighty Ducks films. Um, there were a couple. Patrick Rinna was in uh, Mighty Ducks and a soccer movie, and I think... The Big Green, yeah. Steve yeah, Gutenberg. The Big Green, and Benny was also in The Big Green. Or no, Benny was also in Mighty Ducks. He was? And there was another kid. He was... Uh, Patrick Rinna and the kid who played Benny were in either Mighty Ducks together or The Big Green together. And then there was another kid in this who was in the other one that Benny wasn't in. Wow. You learn something new every day, kids. That's true, you do. Yeah, I feel like all of the 90s kids were in like so many movies together. Like Keenan Thompson was in Heavyweights, which we've done on the podcast. He's also in um, Mighty Ducks. Was he in Mighty Ducks too? Yep. Which one? He was, he was in one of the one of Mighty them. Ducks movies. Yeah. Keenan Thompson. Heavyweights. Was. There was another kid that was also in uh, Heavyweights that was also in a Mighty Ducks movie as well. Like not besides Keenan Thompson. Mm-hmm. Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. The goalie. But yeah, that's all of my fun facts. I was just, I was excited for an excuse to watch Boy Meets World after watching this. <laughs> Fair enough. It was, it was her clean, it was her cleaning palette. It's funny that you say, never mind. What? I mean, because, no, I'm just like, because Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. And you said this was a boy movie. I just thought it was funny. It's different, though. I know, I know. I'm giving you shit. (laughs) Although, it's very funny that, like, the first two, like, maybe it's just, I think it's just the first season of um, Boy Meets World. Corey is extremely into baseball. Like, the whole first episode revolves around him going to a baseball game with his brother. Mm-hmm. And then in another episode, I think, where, yeah, yeah, as in it, he dresses up like he wants to be a baseball player when he grows up, like Corey does. So, a lot of the first season revolves around baseball. Interesting. Very interesting. Are you trying to get Johnny to watch? Boy Meets World? I know he's not going to. I know neither of you are going to watch Boy Meets World. I, uh, I watched I've, Boy Meets World when it I was on TGIF. It. Yeah, same. I don't remember it. I watched it all the way when they were in college. Right? I appreciate yeah. sure the last episode. Same. I just don't remember. It just didn't, you know, it was like, yeah, cool, I mean, that happened. Boy Meets World <laughs> got me through a lot of stuff, just like I Love Lucy did. So, mm. it's my special TV show. It's mm-hmm. all, I'm not going to force you guys to watch it like I want you guys to watch Psych, even though I know Joe watched most of it i'm not watching psych psych is just too goddamn long for a comedy show it should not be that long <laughs> the comedy stops after 30 minutes all right? <laughs> that's why johnny's only funny in 30 minute increments exactly we need to stop this right now <laughs> we cannot go over <laughs> well guys does it hold up hell yeah yes absolutely great it's it's and it's also like a, a perfect summer movie it is a perfect summer i mean it takes place in summer yeah. it's it's about summer mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. coming of age. Mm-hmm. It's about baseball, but you know, it's about making friends. You know, it's 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 yeah. it really, I think, accurately transcribes the friend group experience onto the onto yeah. the screen. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those. Cla- it's just one of those classic movies. That, I mean, they're coming of age movies, but like. I saw them when I was coming of age, yeah. so yeah. so they have that special spot in you. I understand why Amy wouldn't like it, um, but but it definitely has that uh, definitely has that sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Amy, not not so much for you. Too much of a boy movie. Yeah, it's cute, but it's like I'm not gonna watch it ever again. Mm, fair enough. Well, guys, let us know if you like this thing a lot. If you grew up watching the same lot on Twitter or Instagram at nostalgitis N-O-S-T-L-G-I-T-I-S or email at nostalgiaeffectpod or wait what's our email? Yeah, nostalgiaeffectpod at gmail.com gmail. yeah. there you go <laughs> there it is there you go you got it and don't forget you're killing me smalls you're killing <laughs> to be me. kind and rewind forever 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 <laughs>